Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about some salt system fails or failures and why your salt system may not be working. And I'll go through uh, the most common fails in a saltwater pool for you in this podcast. This episode of the Pool Guy Podcast Show is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at getjobber.com forward slash im forward slash pool to receive 20% off your first six months. And since this is episode 200, I'll just reset briefly here at the beginning to let you know some of my background. I've been in the pool industry since 1988. I have extensive uh, background knowledge in chemistry, uh, pool equipment, automatic cleaners, just about everything that goes along with your pool care. So along with the podcast here, I also have a website um, that's kind of the home landing page for all the YouTube stuff, the podcast, and the blog articles. The website is swimmingpoollearning.com. There's also an ebook available and a print book available. So basically all the resources I've created, I've put out there on the internet so that you can have access to them to help with your pool care. Or if you're starting a business, definitely I have um, stuff for you um, as you're starting your business or enhancing your business. I also have a coaching group with over 230 members in it. And in the coaching group, you can call me and text me in real time. Plus, you get a lot of great discounts and benefits for being part of the coaching group. So I have a lot of different resources available to both the homeowner and also the pool service professional. And this podcast here is just one of many of the resources that I have available. So there are a number of reasons why your saltwater pool um, may not be producing chlorine. And if you're unfamiliar with a saltwater pool, it basically generates chlorine in the process. You have a salt cell, and then you have the salt in the water, and then you have electricity coming into the cell. The plates in the cell will then uh, basically convert the salt into chlorine. It's almost the exact same process of how they make liquid chlorine in the factory. They kind of use the same process and then they bottle the chlorine and they sell it at the retail pool store and except in your case the factory is actually at your equipment producing the chlorine. So there are a number of reasons why your salt system may not be working. The number one reason I think and it's often overlooked is that there's not enough salt in the water. So most salt water systems require at least 3,000 parts per million to produce chlorine and so if your pool has less than that amount of salt in there some systems may still be able to produce chlorine I know the new Pentair iClor and the Hayward AquaRite um, system will produce chlorine still at a low level if you're under 2800 parts per million or 2600 I believe in some cases for the Hayward it'll still produce chlorine but not at the high rate so it'll be a lower production of chlorine So the first thing you want to do is check the salt level in your pool. You can take a sample into your pool store. You can order um, 
test strips, salinity test strips online, or you can invest in a digital uh, salinity meter, which is the one I recommend. I highly recommend that if you have a salt water pool that you purchase a digital salt meter or salinity meter, and that way you get an accurate salt level. Um, the digital meters are extremely accurate, and it'll give you, I think, even a more accurate measure of the salt level than the control panel. And another reason why I like the digital salinity meters is that as the salt cell starts to get dirty, the automated system or the control panel that's connected to the salt cell or the salt cell itself, depending on which brand you have, will give you a false salinity reading. It'll probably read the salt level a lot lower than it actually is because the cell is getting dirty and it can't get an accurate reading. So the digital meters also compensate for temperature and you're not going to have to worry about getting a false reading because the salt cell is dirty. They'll give you a straight reading from the water sample in the pool and you'll be able to know exactly how much salt you have in the pool in a parts per million. So step one is very important. You want to check the salt level in your pool and make sure that you're at 3,000 parts per million to roughly about 34, 3,500 parts per million is fairly good for most salt systems to operate. Um, again, they have to be over at least 3,000 parts per million to actually produce the chlorine for your pool. So another factor is the pool's runtime. For the salt cell to actually work and produce chlorine, the pool needs to be running for a certain amount of time. Based on how long the pool is running is how much salt is produced. So if you're running your pool three or four hours a day, chances are, and you have if you have a 15 or 20,000 gallon pool, chances are that's not long enough to produce the amount of chlorine required to sanitize that pool or to keep a chlorine level um, in the pool week to week or day to day. So you need to check your runtime to make sure that the salt cell is actually running long enough to produce the chlorine that's necessary. This also is a factor with the variable speed pump. If you're running your VS pump at 2000 RPMs for 10 hours a day and you have a 20,000 gallon pool, this may not be enough RPMs to generate enough chlorine in the pool um, day to day. So basically if you have a variable speed pump and you're running at a lower RPM, you may need to increase the speed for a four to six hour period to produce enough chlorine with a salt generator. So for instance, if you're running it at 2000 RPMs, you may want to boost it up to 2800 RPMs and run that for four hours or five or six hours until the chlorine is holding in your pool. So it's kind of complicated with the variable speed pump, but basically you want to start with a higher RPM and then cut down versus starting with a lower RPM and going up. So if I have an account where it's not holding, I'll set the variable speed pump to 3000 RPMs, run it for eight hours a day and see how that works, along with the low speed running also to circulate the pool. And then once it starts holding the chlorine level, I'll go ahead and dial down the RPMs in the pump, dial down the runtime, until it gets enough chlorine produced um, with that runtime and also will save energy at that point too. But it's harder if you're starting at 2000 RPMs and go to 2200 or 2300 and run your pool longer. You're not gonna really get an accurate reading. So I will start higher and go lower. If you have to, you can run it at 3300 or 3400 RPMs until it's holding the chlorine level and then you know it's actually working and you can lower the RPMs down accordingly. And just a refresher, variable speed pumps, their speed is calculated in RPMs, so 
Um, for instance, a single speed pump is running at 3450 RPMs all the time. That's the highest revolutions per minute of the motor. And if you have a real speed pump, you can actually dial it down to different run speeds. So basically, if you're running it at um, 1500 RPMs, you're going to be saving a lot of electricity, but the water is not going to be moving nearly as much as a pump running at 3450 RPMs. And most, most salt systems require the pump to be running at 1800 RPMs or higher to get enough flow to activate the salt cell to begin with. So running your pump at too low a speed, even above 1800 RPMs, will not have enough flow to produce the chlorine. So you kind of get the idea. It's basically if you're running your pool pump at half speed, um, you're not going to produce as much chlorine as if you're running it at full speed. It's kind of a logical um, mathematical thing right there. So boost up the speed of your pump and that will solve a lot of the problems with the salt production in a pool with a variable speed pump. So besides not having the right amount of salt in the pool, not running the pool long enough, or running at the right RPMs, another problem that's very often overlooked is the conditioner level in the pool or the amount of cyanuric acid in the pool. Now the old school of thought, when I first started with the salt water systems, the school of thought was that you don't need any conditioner in the pool because it's going to be producing chlorine all the time, and so there's no need for conditioner. Now the new school of thought is now after you analyzed how the salt system works and there's been various studies on how much it actually produces, the manufacturer will even give you the amount of chlorine that it produces over a 24-hour period. So not everyone runs their pool for 24 hours a day, Therefore, it's not actually producing uh, chlorine for 24 hours a day. And besides that, if you're not running your salt system at 100%, let's say you're running it at 50%, that means that every half an hour the salt system is actually off and not producing chlorine. The other half an hour it actually is producing chlorine. So that's kind of how it throttles down the amount of chlorine it produces. And so you're not really producing chlorine in your salt water pool all the time. And in the summertime, with the sun hitting your pool with the UV index higher, what's going to happen is the um, chlorine in the pool is going to be eaten up or destroyed by the sun's UV rays fairly quickly, unless there's some kind of conditioner or CYA level in the pool. So the new rule of thought is that you want to have a conditioner level between 30 and 80 parts per million in your saltwater pool. And I think the 80 parts per million... Um, comes from the fact that if you're running your saltwater pool on a variable speed pump and you're not generating chlorine on a regular basis, um, that time where it's not generating, it needs extra protection from the UV rays. And so the 80 parts per million will protect chlorine up to 8 parts per million. And so that's a plenty of um, cyanuric acid for a saltwater pool for sure. And so I think um, if you're finding that your salt your salt water generator is not producing chlorine, you've checked the salt level, everything is fine. You've checked the runtime, the pool's running for a, a long time. The pool RPMs on a variable speed pump are running at a higher speed, and you're still not holding chlorine. Also check the cyanuric acid level and see what you're at. If you're below 30, definitely add some conditioner to the pool. I have a preference for the liquid pool conditioner. I really like the product. It comes in a gallon. You just pour it directly into the pool. It's a salt-based product. It's not going to stain your pool. It's not going to damage your pool in any way. The granular is a little harder to work with. You've got to put it in your skimmer basket. It's got to go through the pump, through the filter. 
there's a possibility of a stain in your pool because the pH in the granular is really low. I think it's like around four. And so it could stain your pool. A lot of customers will dump it in directly an accident and then the pool will be stained. So I highly recommend the liquid pool conditioner. Natural Chemistry makes a version of it. It's a little more expensive. I think one bottle is for 10,000 gallon pools that are raised at 30 parts per million. I think it retails for around $30. So you may need two bottles of it, but it's the safest way to add cyanuric acid to your pool. And let me pause here real quick. I mentioned Jobber at the beginning of the podcast. And this is a great way to invoice your customers. One thing I really found very helpful as I'm using the software myself is the fact that you can actually send an invoice to a customer with a due date of the first of the month. But since they can pay you directly through Jobber and into your bank account, if you have it set up that way, you can get the payment pretty much instantly. So I invoiced a customer just the other day on the 23rd. He actually paid it the next day and it was in my bank the very next day. There is a small fee, of course, just like PayPal or Square or any other processing company. However, it's really convenient to know that when you bill a customer, the very next day they can pay you, or that same day when they get the invoice, and it'll be in your bank right away. And that really cuts out the hassle factor of waiting for the check to come in the mail or bugging the customer you know, to pay you your payment. So I think that's one of the great benefits of the job or software is that you can have the customer pay you directly and it goes right into your bank account. So there's also various ways to check your cyanuric acid level. You could take a sample into your local pool store. They'll run a test for you and tell you what your CYA level is. You can use test strips. You can use your tailored test kit. You can use a photometer. However you check your water, you can definitely check the cyanuric acid level and see what it's at to see if that is the factor that's causing your pool not to produce chlorine. So. Salt level, runtime, variable speed, RPMs, and then your conditioner level. And if it's still not producing chlorine, the next thing to check is the salt cell itself to see if there's any buildup on the salt plates. And depending on your area, in my area we get a huge amount of calcium buildup in our salt cells. So every two or three months I'm taking the customer's salt cells apart and cleaning them. So basically it's area dependent. A lot of areas will have higher calcium content and therefore the salt cells will get dirtier quicker. And so when the calcium coats the plates of the salt cell, it's not able to produce the chlorine at the level it's meant to. It may not even produce chlorine at all. And in some cases, if depending on your system, will give you an indicator that the salt cell, salt cell is actually dirty. So definitely um, rely on that also, um, but also take it apart every three months and inspect the salt cell to see if there's calcium buildup on the plates. If there is, you'll take the salt cell out and you'll soak it in a bath of muriatic acid and water. Depending on your brand, depends on the acid mixture. The most you want to do is a four to one mixture, four parts water, one part acid. I guess that's a five to one mixture. And then some systems like the Jandy True Clear that I have requires you to have a 10 to one mixture. And a lot of the times um, you'll overdo it if you put too much acid in there and you can actually damage your salt cell. So always put less acid in, uh, to water to begin with. And you can soak it for a good 20 minutes and put it back in there. If you still see calcium, you can hose it off with a high pressure nozzle. And if there's still calcium between the plates, you can actually run it for a little bit. Then take it apart again, take it off the plumbing and then soak it again in an acid bath. Again, you don't want to overdo it, so I think most manufacturers recommend not doing more than two or three 
acid washes of the salt cell in one day. So sometimes the calcium buildup will be pretty severe, um, but then again, you don't want to go too high with the acid either because you could damage the cell. So if you take the salt cell off and you notice there's no calcium on the plates, it's probably not dirty. The Hayward uh, salt system is a little bit harder to tell because it has the white plates in there. It's kind of a weird salt cell. Um, but the typical salt plates are black, so you can see right away if there's calcium buildup on it. And if you don't see any calcium buildup at all, or if you soak it in the acid and you don't see the bubbling that you normally see, go ahead and dump out the, ac the acid water mixture into a bucket and remove the cell from it because you could damage the salt cell if there's no calcium and you're actually giving it an acid bath. So the telltale sign is the bubbling, um, rapid bubbling of the acid water mixture as it's um, dissolving the calcium on the cell almost like putting uh, baking soda and vinegar together you get that kind of reaction so if you don't see that going to take the cell out the cell is not dirty so the other possibility if you're not producing chlorine you've done all these steps and it's still not producing chlorine is the fact that the salt cell may be near the end of its lifespan how can you tell if the salt cell is at the end of its lifespan they're all they're all pretty much rated for 10,000 hours of use so basically if you don't close your pool off in the in the winter they will of course stop producing because when the water temperature drops below a certain temperature the salt system stops producing but if you have a long season like we do in California where the salt system is running at least six months out of the year so let's say you run your salt system for 10 hours a day and it's producing for uh, 200 days out of the year that's 2,000 hours and so in five, within five years that salt cell will be used up and there's other factors um, water temperature, also um, the size of the pool, the size of the salt cell. So all those are also factors that are um, calculated into the life of the salt cell. Typically, you're going to get three to five years out of a salt cell. And so if your salt cell is four years old and you notice that your pool is not producing chlorine, you also notice that the salt level is reading low in your pool all the time. There's a good possibility that your salt cell is near the end of its lifespan and that replacing the salt cell will solve pretty much all the issues that you're facing. One thing you don't want to do if you, um, if you see that your salt system is reading low salt, let's say that the salt system is reading you know, 2,400 parts per million of salt. This is very common with the Hayward Alkalite systems. When the salt cell starts to die, the, the salt level or salinity reading is lower. And so what a lot of customers will do is keep adding salt to the pool to bring it up so they get the salt system working. And you will get it working if you add, you know, four or five bags of salt. But the salt system will show it's at 3,400 parts per million maybe. But in actuality, you may have over 5,000 parts per million of salt in the water. So again, I go back to the digital salinity um, meter. You want to make sure you get one of those. Test the salt water, uh, test your pool for the salt level, and if it's showing, let's say you put it in there and it's showing that you have 3,500 parts per million of, of salt in there, but the salt system says you have 2,400, definitely rely on the meter as your more accurate salt level, and don't keep adding salt to the pool. That's a good indication that the salt cell is going bad, and you're going to need to replace that cell. Another problem, which is a little rare, rarer, depending on the salt system, and of course more common depending on the salt system, I would guess, um, is a failure at the actual control unit or power unit. 
Um, besides the Pentair cells that have all, all the electronics on the cell itself, you have the Jandy AquaPure and the Hayward AquaWrite system that have all the electronics in the power unit itself. And so sometimes the power unit will have a failure, uh, may have a software failure or a circuit board failure. I know the Jandy AquaPure system has a lot of um, error codes that will pop up. That particular system has been reworked by Jandy. Hopefully it's more reliable now, um, but there's a lot of problems that can develop um, with a power center that has a lot of electronics in it. Uh, the new TrueClear system um, is really good. The power center is very simple, and I haven't had any problems uh, reported with those. Um, but the Hayward AquaWrite, especially if you're connected to an automated system, like an older Hayward AquaLogic board, um, the board will burn on the back when the salt system is connected to it. It's a very common problem with the Hayward salt cells connected to the AquaLogic board. Um, but typically the AquaWrite system is very reliable and the other systems, of course, the Pentair cells are very reliable. All the electronics are built into the cells themselves. And I find that the off-brand salt cells are also very reliable as far as the uh, power unit, but they do fail and everything has a chance of failing. But typically it's a salt cell um, aging out that's the problem over the power, power unit or the um, system. And if you have a Pentair salt system, a lot of the issues you're going to have with it is the current arching. Um, if, the cell, if the salt cell gets dirty, um, kind of like a bird touching two different power lines. Um, this is what happens when there's a lot of calcium on the salt cell and the Hayward cells. And this will blow out the 10 amp fuse that's in the power unit. This 10 amp fuse is somewhat hard to, to get out sometimes. Um, they made the fuse area out of a plastic which is really thin and brittle so if you're using a screwdriver to get it out you have a good chance of actually damaging the um, holder of the fuse so be careful when you're getting that fuse out of the bottom of the Pentair power unit I've had problems with them before especially the newer ones I don't know why they don't use a different material so that it's more durable because you have to change that fuse pretty often some in some cases and you can even go up to a 15 amp fuse which I've done before with the Pentair systems that eliminates a lot of the um, blowing out of the fuse. So if you have a Pentair system and you notice that your IntelliClor salt cell is all blank, um, there's a good possibility that the fuse has blown inside there. The first thing you want to do is clean the salt cell and then you want to get a new fuse and insert it in there. Now if it keeps blowing after replacing it and the salt cell is clean, that's a good indicator that the Pentair IntelliClor cell is near the end of its life because the power is arching surging and causing that fuse to blow in the power unit. If you have it connected to an EasyTouch or IntelliTouch panel, there is a fuse for the IntelliClor cell in the panel itself, and you have to change that fuse out. So basically, um, that's the only thing that could probably happen with the Pentair cell is the fuse could blow, causing it not to operate. But as far as a failure, I haven't had one of the Pentair power centers actually fail on me. It's really simple. There's a green light in there that indicates if it's working or not. So you can also check that, remove that screw, open up the power unit, and you can see if there's a green light inside the Pentair uh, power unit, and that'll tell you that it's actually working fine. If the green light's on, but there's no power to the cell, it's all blank, then more than likely it's that fuse. And sometimes you can't really see the tear in the fuse, you got to hold it up to light, and you can see the damage to the fuse. So I replaced that. I usually order a pack of fuses on eBay, the way I have them handy. 
Um, certain stores still carry him. I can't really find him too much in my area because um, Radio Shack, where I used to get him at, is long out of business. Um, but there are some stores like Ace Hardware will probably carry the fuses for you. This podcast is also brought to you by InyoPools.com. InyoPools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts in 2001. With over 50,000 pool parts in stock, order online today and have the parts delivered right to your door. And so you see there are quite a number of things that could cause your salt system to fail and not produce chlorine in your pool. Kind of go through this list. That's what I do when I'm at a service account. I go through this whole list here to find out what the problem is. And then ultimately you'll get an outcome either replacing the salt cell, adding more salt to the pool if needed, adding some more cyanuric acid, running the pool longer. One of those things will actually turn the corner and allow the salt system to produce chlorine for you. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, if you're looking for more pool care help, definitely check out my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. And from there, you can um, go to different helpful web pages I have listed there. You can also purchase the ebook that I have there for $9.99. And if you do service for a living, definitely consider my coaching program. You can learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com. And again, for $10 a month, you can text me. And for $20 a month, you can call me. Plus, there's a lot of great discounts when you join the coaching program. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app